happening, troops, and welcome to the With Mates podcast with me, your boy, the host, Andrew Grayson. And this week, we are looking at another Netflix movie. This movie came out Friday, just past, Friday the 21st of May. We're recording on Sunday. It's called Army of the Dead, and it comes from the one and only Mr. Zack Snyder, and it's his original cut. I'm pretty sure he put out a quote saying that you don't need to have the diluted version. It is the cut he wanted to be released. And for this uh, review, I could only think of one person. This person puts my movie fandom to shame. It is Arla Piacentini. How are we? I'm good, Andrew. Thank you very much for having me. No, I was delighted to have you here. I'm so glad that you came on. Um, so to give you a background, as I say, I always like to introduce people if it's the first time they're on the podcast. Arla was so lovely to cast me in one of our projects called Lads, which we will talk about a wee bit later on. So that's how we met. And as soon as I seen the background in any Zoom calls, and I was fortunate enough, we filmed at her place. Her DVD collection is second to none. I've, I've, I am in awe. Because it's, do you know the thing, Ayla? It's not even like, I've got Blu-rays, I've got DVDs, there's films that I love. I've started Mm -hmm. not buying them as much just because everything is pretty much on streaming. But you take it to the nth degree. You've got the the 4K, the 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 steelbook covers, like it, like, and it's and it's it's how well you know it. Like I'm not exaggerating, people listening. It's she has a wall of movies, and it's all like special editions, and it's post, it's like. So what what made you like? How how did you get so into film and stuff like that? Like to 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 go to that kind of point of collecting every kind of collector's edition of films I've probably not even heard of. Uh, I mean, I've always just kind of been a hoarder. Um, uh, <laughs> everything, everything I've kind of got, um, I've kind of kept. And like you, you've said it yourself, like I, I have all my original DVDs, and um, I got a DVD player at the age of ten. And at the time, DVD was sort of like that was the thing that was the big thing at the moment. So they just moved on from VHS. So um, I would always just spend any money that I had on it. Um, and then when they introduced Blu-ray, uh, just just before, like you know, early. Uh, 2010 kind of area mm-hmm. I was like oh do we really do we really need to move on from this do we really need to the DVDs are really really good and then eventually I kind of bit the bug and um you know I was like oh cool well now I want to see films in HD so I ended up buying ones that I'd already had and then I was like oh we're now doing this with 4k what's the big deal about 4k oh well now I need to buy them on 4k and I think um just with everything that's going on in the world um that they realized that there was a really big market for people that were wanting really obscure movies that hadn't had the love that most mainstream movies do. So that's kind of where like I then started looking into it. So I was thinking, right, well, I mean, it's not that I don't like mainstream movies. I obviously still love them. And I'll still, when cinemas open up in Glasgow, I know that you have the cinema because you're royalty for whatever reason. Woo, um, <laughs> and I still collect new movies. I mean, you've seen my, my giant, joker uh one that yeah. cost like 80 quid um i am so i'm so jealous <laughs> of that one too when you showed me that i was like oh that's so cool um but i just i just really like buying like all these movies that i'd i'd, I'd watched like on t uh, like on vhs or tv and um 
now they're like now they're like they're they're more or less they're getting the VIP treatment that they do and um just with the type of filmmakers that I like a lot of them discuss how you know I treat I treat movie stars like uh, second class citizens and I treat B list actors as royalty and I kind of have I kind of have a lot of heart for the movie that tries harder than anybody else I mean it's fine if you're a studio movie and you have X amount of money thrown at you and you have X producers and you have A list actors but it's more I think it's much 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 enjoyable when it's people that um are in a bit of a rut and they're pushing it together and that's kind of like my own personal experience from like as you know working to make um and you know make content that you yourself are making yeah. i just feel as if you know we're, we're in the same groups i feel as if like i'm part of the team so it's not just i'm watching the movie i'm also there being like oh well done you know um just yeah. like the partner that you used to have that you don't have anymore it's just fond memories <laughs> of all that and uh yeah i mean since since um we last spoke i've got um i've got so much stuff uh coming in it's it's quite unbelievable but um you know i'll <laughs> whenever, whenever i start my youtube channel about what i'm buying i'll, I'll talk about it <laughs> but i just uh when you next come up there'll be so much more stuff that you've not seen so. <laughs> i'm not joking no, the content you would be able to do with that stuff because even like in the time like what in the time we were filming lads it was it was roughly a week there or thereabouts just over a week in terms of rehearsals and stuff mm-hmm. and in that time i'm sure you got like five or six new different things and it was always something i was so excited to come and see me like yeah this is my new one i was like that's so cool because <laughs> i was i was similar like i was very much like even like when, when we were growing up my dad would would as you said like vhs we are kind of showing our age with us but yeah vhs for people listening yeah. that are under that are not 90s kids was like it was the old <laughs> version of a dvd it was a big plastic thing that you'd have to wind and rewind it to to watch it again but yeah we were the same dvds came in we got the dvd player blu-rays just blu-rays were more circumstantial with me because my first blu-ray player was a uh, a ps3 mm-hmm. and i'm sh- I, I, know, I can remember back where the first blu-ray i ever got was actually casino royale the james bond movie and it was because oh, cool playstation were doing some it was like oh if you buy playstation plus we'll send you a blu-ray and at this point i don't know what blu-ray was <laughs> and i got a letter in and i opened it up and it was it was this dvd i was like oh that's cool it's dvd and then you realize no no it's blu-ray but yeah i thought i thought my because again i've I stopped doing it I've, I've got like all the i think up until up until very recent mcu films i've got all those in blu-ray and then when disney <clears> plus was coming out i'm like yeah i don't need to i don't need to buy these anymore because it's all in streaming but i know if the internet goes down and the world comes to shit I know who, who, whose house I'll be coming to if I want to watch a film because <laughs> I'm not like I'd, I I might actually get you to send me a photo that I can put up on the on my my uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook page just to show people like how extensive this collection is because it's really cool. I'm so jealous of it. Thank you. And I, I totally agree with you. Like uh, when Blu-ray first started off with me, I, I was I'm, I was sort of Nintendo diehard through and through, so I didn't actually get a PS3. I actually went to GameCube then thought, oh, the Switch is going to be the best thing on the planet and being sorely sort of let down by that. <laughs> um, and by that point, uh, I was saving up to go to Canada, so I didn't buy a PS4. And it was when I came back from Canada, I actually got a PS4. Yeah. Um, and as, you know, just as we all, uh, you know, because you know, we're part of the elite group where we can say, well, we had a PS4, now we have a PS5. And yeah. it's a different mission. Just so you know, uh, <laughs> minus that one issue I had where the disc wouldn't come out and I was <laughs> phoning you like, what the do you know, hell? Do you know the thing was, right? And it, was, it wasn't in any way my fault, but I almost felt guilt when you were texting me telling me like, <laughs> oh, my, disc, my disc is just making this noise and the, the, the video you sent and the noise that it was going through, I, was, I, I thought it was mine. I'm going, 
I went and looked at mine. I was just like, no, no, no. Mine's still okay. And then that was <laughs> my days, man. I was, I was, I was sweating. I was like, but then obviously you got it fixed, thankfully. Um, you were playing. You, you smashed through Village. How was that? Uh, Resident Evil. Uh, yeah, I went. I did Village. Uh, in like the the original playthrough was like thirteen hours, and I and I got on the Friday and I finished it Saturday. Um, the only reason I didn't continue playing on the Saturday is there's a bit in it. Um, and I'll say spoiler warning ahead. There's a bit in it where I was playing it just after midnight, and it's probably the most horrifying thing i've ever seen in a game uh i don't know if you're familiar with it uh, i've seen i've seen clips and i've seen enough clips to be like nope, yeah not good because they just they decide to have the, the movies the, the game starts off as like uh yes yeah, it's, it's action orientated horror so you get your gun you get your shotgun you get your sniper rifle you get your bigger shotgun and everything's fine then you get to the sort of like there's there's four main bits and you get to the second bit and all your guns are stripped away. Uh, you're hallucinating on what, what God knows what. And um, it's more like a, just like a, a kind of outlast puzzle fix. Uh, puzzle. I, I don't really know terminology when it comes to gaming. I, if, it's, if I didn't play it when I was eight, I don't really play it just now. <laughs> um, I played Resident Evil when I was eight, so I'll always play. But it becomes a game where you're just sort of looking around for stuff to get to the next area. Um, and then all of a sudden, when you're going to go out, the most horrifying thing happens. And I just, I just, I just put down the controller. I was like, I'm done for the day. I, <laughs> I just no, I can't I can't handle that at this point and um I came back the next morning uh and you know got the courage to do it and I just just played it for about eight hours straight um just because I wanted to there, everyone was like there's a giant twist in the end and I was like I don't want it ruined for me so I did that which was great and I've really just sort of been playing that ever since so I've done it like a few I've done like six or seven playthroughs of it now and I'm just sort wow. of getting all the achievements as I can. Um, there's essentially like a difficult as, uh, am I allowed to swear in this by the way? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, there's like a difficult as fuck, uh, like there, it goes a casual, standard, hardcore, and in Village of Shadows mode. And hardcore, I was like, oh, this is a good, this is good, this is a good, like if, you, if, you're, if you're a good gamer, you'll be able to get through it. But then there's Village of Shadows where it's basically just one egg kill, you don't get any weapons and sort of, you know, throw the baby at the deep end and fuck you watch um so I've, I've seen that streamers can do that i'm not anywhere near that type of level of like people that game professionally so i did have yeah. to go through that one with like special weapons just because there was no way i was going to do it but i'm happy with that and uh yeah uh as you said uh when you were talking about the ps5 i was like you know what i'm just going to be a better person and buy it and you know what i am a better person for doing I love so, it. so thank you for i love you. it that was the thing about that game as well though i, I played the the demo Mm -hmm. And the, the thing that made me like, I was never going to play it because I'm a big old shite bag and I, I can't stand horror <laughs> stuff. I, like, I'm not joking. I'm I'm terrible with that kind of stuff. But in the in the, in the demo, you didn't get a gun. You didn't get any any kind of weapon. I'm like, no, I don't like that. I don't. There, there's nothing <laughs> I can defend myself with. I'm I'm out. But um, yeah. I'm, I I thought again, we're going to move on to talk about the film. It's a nice we said talking yeah. about from Resident Evil to what we're going to talk about this zombie movie. But clearly. Yeah. You can you can hear from Isla that she doesn't do things in seconds. She goes the full way, and she watched. She's already told me she's watched Army of the Dead, which we're about to talk about twice. And she even went back to so Zack Snyder is the director of Army of the Dead, and his directorial debut, if I'm not wrong, was Dawn yes. of the Dead. So she's even went back and watched that. So I'm 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 going to assume that you'll be taking me by the hand through this film and then the other <laughs> films as well. But yeah, um, so before we get into like spoilers and, and things like that, mm -hmm. if you haven't watched the film, it's out on Netflix just now, go watch it and then come back to the podcast and you can listen to myself and Isla's thoughts. But just in general, what, what did you think of the movie, Isla? 
Um, it's the second best zombie film he's ever made. Uh, <laughs> and he's only made two. Um, yeah. Okay, so without, without going into it, just initial thoughts are, overall, I would say it's, um, it, it shouldn't be two and a half hours. Um, it shouldn't be that. It, you, you, you've got a lovely one hour, 50 minute movie in there and it would have been spot on. Yep. Um, there was uh, a lot of stuff that I liked. I'm not, it's uh, initial uh, scoring as I'm at the moment is a five out of 10 for me. So it didn't, it just didn't hit a six and I count a six out of 10 as a positive review. I really yep. do. Um, there are just movies that are six out of 10. It's like when you go to McDonald's, you don't compare that to going out for a five-star steak dinner, but it gets the job done. So McDonald's, McDonald's for me gets a 10 out of 10 just out of price. I had this. Well, yeah, well, yeah, well, of course. McDonald's is, McDonald's is tier A because you can get <laughs> fucking hundreds for 10 quid. Whereas my mates, we, we ordered like a KFC or he ordered it and it was like 26 pound. I'm like, what the, f- like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> McDonald's is tier A and I agree with you. It is a six out of 10 meal, but that price bumps it up to a 10 for me. No, of course. Don't and it's really, 10. really horrible of you to talk about tiers given the fact that you're allowed to go to the <laughs> It's, um... Um, <laughs> no, but I agree with you. Like when everyone says, "Like, what's your favorite cheeseburger?" The one that always comes to mind is a McDonald's cheeseburger because you're right. It's not. It's a pound. Like the fact that if, if it was, if that was a burger, it was three or four pounds, I'd be like, "No, of course not." Yeah. The fact that it's a pound always sits so right with me. And um, I think that given the fact that you know, Army of the Dead was put on free. I say yeah. inverted commas for Netflix. Um, you obviously paid for Netflix. I I assume so. Um, I, say, I say the same. I said the same thing. I was like, oh, everyone, you can watch it for free just now, but you yeah, you pay for Netflix. Yeah, I, I completely, exactly. I um, it's it just then it there was there was just it, admittedly the, the first half of the movie the first seventy five minutes of it I was like this is this is gliding at a six. Um, there were some elements that was was edging me towards a seven, but then after that. Um, second act turning point um i was like nah it's, it's going drastically downhill and uh and without going into it they just could not help themselves at the end um it's not enough that they go for full-blown cum shot it's you know there's about five minutes playing afterwards and yeah. by that point everybody's turned off so um i i'm i'm happy giving it a five out of ten um and, I, and, and i'd still say a happy positive five out of ten i'm just not I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go running in the streets, uh, destroying George Square about it. Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> oh, some of my listeners are going to fucking love that. <laughs> not all, not all Snyder fans. It's not all Snyder fans. Uh, only the small margin of them. Uh, sorry, that's the one joke I'll make about it. Uh, Andrew, before going into it, how did you feel about the movie? <laughs> um, I I enjoyed it. I, the first thing you said, I completely agreed with. It's it's far too long. It's I think you've had it, hit the nail on the head. I think I'm around 50 minutes. To me, to me, unless you are a Marvel movie or like a Lord of the Rings epic, or so, so, something that you you have um, previous thoughts of, and it is like the, this epic finale or whatever. If you if you have a an audience sitting there, yes, two mm-hmm. two hours and above, I'm fine with. If I see like a one off movie, which I know this this isn't actually going to be, but if I see a film that's debuting and it's like two and a half hours, even if it is on Netflix, I'm in my house, probably more so because I I'm, I find it harder to concentrate on films uh, mm-hmm. in the house rather than in the cinema. But like, yeah, two and a half hours, it was far too long. There's loads. When once we get into like kind of spoiler territory, I can I'll be able to talk about things I would have cut. But yeah, sure. you, there was so much fat to cut out of this. I did enjoy it though. There was there was characters in this that I loved. 
one specifically that um, I don't know if you I don't know if you're aware that, that there's like a, I think there's Safe an cracker. animated yes he's oh my god he's fucking brilliant but <laughs> there's there's an animated series coming out that's already in development and apparently oh, okay. there's there's going to be a sequel a sequel movie that's going to be directed and starring uh, Peter the the safe, the German safecracker oh okay and to me I knew that going in. So when I seen that character, and there is a note where I've just wrote down Peter is awesome because I, I, I thought he's such <laughs> I thought he's such a great character. Um, but yeah, for me it was it was I, I would recommend people watch it. As I say, it's on Netflix. It's not going to cost you any extra than what you already pay for. It's it's an easy watch as much as it is quite long. There's nothing like you can you can pause it and go make something to eat and come back, or you can walk yeah. the dog or play about in your phone. You won't miss much. But I think it's a it's it's a very it's a very fun film, and the one thing that I'd, I'd love to get your opinion on, just because um, I don't know if you're a wrestling fan, I'm a wrestling fan, so I've always, I love The Rock, and everything The Rock does, but I think Dave Batista's career choices are much better than what The Rock's were. When you, uh, when you look at what he's picked, like he's, always, he's obviously going to have some shiters, like everybody mm-hmm. does, but he's been part of the James Bond, he's yeah. part of uh, Blade Runner, He's in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's one of the biggest in Guardians of the Galaxy. I think he's going to be in June or June. Yes. Um, this film, I thought he was good in. I thought I like yeah. the, like I think I think he knows his weaknesses as an actor, and I think he picks his projects to to kind of play to the to to his to his um what he lacks. But I, I, to me, I think what he's done and John Cena is kind of similar. He's picked he's picked roles that kind of play to his um positives as an actor but what, what mm-hmm. do you think about like Dave Bautista in general because obviously he stars sure yeah well I mean I mean I am I was a WWE fan up until Wrestlemania 26 uh, and then I stopped uh, wow. as, soon as, as soon as Shawn Michaels retired uh, I did not really see the point of continuing yeah, uh, it, it became a game where I was tuning in and there was too many people that I didn't know and I, I, I don't embrace change I'm like no I'm, I'm very sorry I'll pop out now um, but yeah, no, I agree. Uh, without going into it, uh, Batista carried this, carries this movie uh, so much so, and I think that you're completely right. I don't think that he picks better projects than The Rock. I just think overall Batista is the best wrestler to actor that there's been so far. That's, um, yeah. Yeah, because Batista can actually act. I mean, unfortunately, due to to his size he will be limited into roles that he can do because he's not just going to play like I know that he's 54 now so he'd never played the nerd at high school but um he is obviously just going to play the big guy but there's obviously a lot of depth that can be given to that and it kind of shows in the characters that he has been given and he is very and weirdly enough he turned down uh the Suicide Squad playing Peacemaker which John Cena played to do this movie instead was it Peacemaker that he turned down it must have been because what other character would he have been? Wow, that's nuts! Because he's getting he's got a series just now as well, isn't he? Exactly, uh, and I think maybe that's what part of why Batista maybe turned it down. Because then, like John Cena at the moment, he's he's living what Batista and The Rock did at the start of it. Because yeah. The Rock, uh, The Rock is like Arnold Schwarzenegger in that he's a little bit of a better actor and picks similar roles but the movies always just turn out to be just 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 they need a bit more salt a bit more pepper yeah. um you know and uh but the but batista hasn't had a leading role yet up until this movie i, I mean he had i spy or the the movie where he played a spy with a child but i count that yeah as a it won uh, what was it stuber as well with nanjiani oh like a comedy yes. as well but again it's 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 like a two-parter kind of thing he's never been the yeah. lead, lead man 
Well, yeah, he's he because he carries this movie definitely on the depth of him, uh, and he is. I mean, like the only thing I would say bad about his acting is he does a bit too much lemon face for my making, so it's a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. He has he has sort of one signature look for I'm upset, and you know, fair enough. Like consistent. I mean, he's consistent with his character. If ever he was upset, I would know he's upset just from the face. <laughs> made. Um, I also thought his name Scott Ward was it was it's 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 weird because it's like it's such a generic name, but at the same time, it's not such yeah. a generic name. So I I I think that he did an absolutely terrific job, and I think that if anything, this movie has shown is that he can be a leading man and he can carry a movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I'd really do. I really do think that after watching this. I think I think that is it, right? Is because I would agree with you that he is probably the best actor out of them in terms of like I think he's shown kind of more depth than what you see. And The Rock, don't get me wrong, I think The Rock opened doors for the likes of John Cena and um, yeah. and Batista in the sense of when he started, they kind of told him that he needs to be smaller, whereas now he's fucking size of a house now and yeah. he's still getting these roles. But he's worked his way up to he can he doesn't need to pick his projects. He makes his own projects he's got his own production yeah. company he does whatever he wants kind of thing but for me just the fact that you see that uh batista's as you say he's he's, he's kind of not pinhole to the, the character that he plays but there are so many avenues that he can go down that play like i, I thought it worked so well he's probably the best part of that james bond movie was that fight on the train uh with him and james bond because i wasn't really a fan uh, of that film yeah i mean uh the uh what's it um specter specter i apologize yeah he he was the best villain out of the three villains that they had and he didn't yeah. say he, he had one word and he, he tried his best in english accent god bless him um, <laughs> but um that's, the, that's the weird thing you said about the lines my favorite <laughs> my favorite villains and that i can remember back in like the james bond was like the likes of jaws and odd job yeah. where they were these just henchmen that didn't really like have lines and stuff but then you obviously get like um, Goldfinger was like one of the ones that's more iconic in terms of what he says and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but... he was he was a side villain, and I, and listen, I could talk for an hour and a half on why Spectre is is a complete disappointment to me. And I, <laughs> listen, I'm a huge huge James Bond fan. I am absolutely dying to see No Time to Die uh, because I know that Rami Malek is Doctor No. They're doing the same thing with Christoph Waltz where he's pretending he wasn't at Blofeld when it was clearly that he was. I know that Rami Malek is Doctor No. I just want to go to the cinema and be right and have a good time. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think that I think you're right there. The Rock opened the door for oh, we can actually you know we're, we're big we're big wrestlers, but we can be serious because like yeah. um, the Hulk Hogan, Sergeant Slaughter, and all that jazz they did try, but they always went to like comical vehicles. It was never yeah. them being really serious. But the Rock, um, he started off good with like I mean, it was the Scorpion King and one of my favorite movies of all time, the Scorpion King. No, it's the Mummy Returns, um, <laughs> not the Scorpion King. And then he went on to do uh, Walking Tall and uh, either. It's either the rundown or welcome, or welcome to the, the jungle, jungle. Yeah. or where you got the DVD from. Yeah. Um, I don't know what happened there, but because in that movie as well, Arnold Schwarzenegger passes him and says, "Have fun," sort of a passing. Of yeah, the torch. passing the torch. That was awesome. Yeah. I remember that was one of my favorite films when I was when I was younger. Yeah. That was one I can remember having. Oh yeah, I remember Sean William Scott being my favorite thing, The Planet. But that's just because I love Dude Where's My Car. And again, I can do another hour and a half and tell you why Dude Where's My Car is the second funniest film of all time. <laughs> uh, you just you're just not watching it correctly. Um, but yeah. Um, so, I mean, in terms of scoring, I don't know how you do it. I'm very sort of abrupt when it's like, you know, you can give something out of 10. What would you give it before we go into it? Yeah, so to me, to me, I think, I think I'd probably give it a six. To me, I, okay. I do, I, I think it's a good film that I would recommend. I think five to me, 
is more closer to them. Uh, yeah. It's maybe not worth your time. But to me, I, there was enough in this film that's mainly Batista's Batista's role, and then the the pilot and the the yes. um, the vault unlock of the safe breaker guy. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think I think most of the characters in this were quite well done. Even even the the guy with the the saw, he was quite cool as well. There was there was enough oh, yeah. in this film that made me enjoy this. So to me, yeah, I'd probably give it a bit of six out of ten. Awesome. Yeah. Um, right. Let's say the podcast then. Uh, no. <laughs> I know. Right. Okay. Thanks. Um, no. So I. So I. I completely get where because again I was I was really really toying with the idea of giving a six out of ten and I think that you know I, I and here's the thing I actually really like Zack Snyder. Um. I actually like people can say all you want. Um. That oh he doesn't make good films. I, I. I really disagree. He clearly just has a style, and if you don't like that style, that's absolutely fine. But to say that he's a bad filmmaker, um, I think is wrong. He's a bad writer, uh, as evidenced by this. But he's uh he's not a bad filmmaker. I don't yeah. think. Um. And and um and, and like there's a lot of stuff to consider going into this. And, and the reason that I watched Dawn of the Dead is because you know we started off with a, a zombie movie, a, a remake of an absolute beloved classic um and i just wanted to have a little look into it because as soon as i finished the movie i thought you know it would have been good if james gunn had written this it turned out that james gunn was going to write it but had to do the suicide squad so basically wow. the suicide squad fucked this movie um <laughs> just just a little bit because james gunn actually wrote the original dawn of the dead uh, sorry the um the remake sorry of dawn of the dead and i went uh-huh. back to, to watch it and like as you said james gunn with the guardians of galaxy movies like he's just so good at multi-character movies where he gives all of them a very distinct um, uh, personality that's easy to identify and usually gives them either a goal or at least uh, you know a, like a, an ABC events that you're just like right I get it and um, as much as um, a love-hate relationship with Marvel and Disney as a whole I do think that Guardians 2 is one of their is much better movies I actually prefer it to Guardians 1 Wow um, that's interesting yeah. I would disagree with that but I'd happily hear why oh that's another right okay <laughs> that's another always, podcast you were always <laughs> going to come back on the podcast but that's uh, yeah that you'll definitely be on the podcast for that so okay. i was just looking i'm just looking through through his credits and um as a director and I, I i think i would say i'm a fan of Zack snyder's work and yeah. i'm once i kind of go through these i'll get your thoughts on because i've not seen dawn of the dead in years dawn sure. of the dead something i enjoy love 300 mm-hmm. watchmen is a film again i think it's just too long but i really like it um, okay. uh, i've never seen legend the, the owl film never seen sucker punch but i've heard okay things about that i love man of steel yeah and i don't get the hate for that film i fucking adore. i think that's i think that's probably the best dc film uh in that like dc eu yes i would i would agree with you on that um donna justice less mm-hmm. about that the better the original yep. justice league not too much we had a great we had a great discussion obviously about the new um the not the new the there's the, the Snyder Snyder cut. cut of justice yeah. league um which i think that that's where I did say like I enjoyed that film as much as it's four hours long. You get the more um, character development and things like that. I'm going. Mm-hmm. I think that is where it's dangerous. Where you're going, right, Zach? That worked, but it's because of characters that we know, we love, and we want to see more of. Yeah. Whereas when you do it with things like this, you're like, right, mate. You don't need, you, you don't need as much context. This is this is a it's a zombie film. You've done it before. You know how to do it. Yeah. Just do it again like that. So in terms of Dawn of the Dead, like, um, what what? How does it still hold up? Is it still I, I I really really think that it does. Um, so my 
this is my this is this actually took nearly two points away from this movie and and it's a technical issue uh, not necessarily an issue it's just a style that he's picked he really he really really takes the piss with the depth of field in this movie um just a, a brief explanation of that everything is in the background is always out of focus yeah. um for the most part um everything is very tight knit very close uh, close close cinematography to keep get this claustrophobic thing but the thing is is that it's a heist movie in vegas and it's a zombie army it's called army of the dead it's that's you know your, your close knit movie is your sequel um which is kind of why just pick talking about guardians of the galaxy 2 guardians one is big sequel should be smaller third one should be epic and this seemed very much like a sequel in the way that it's scoped was um because dawn of the dead has probably the best opening of any zombie movie ever made um which is just like the girl waking up our partner being bitten her escaping and then eventually getting knocked out along with the credits which is your your news position um of the news outlets you know telling you what's happening so that when the film starts you get it right and you know they kind of did this there was the opening scene with this movie and it was a beautiful beautiful um las vegas vista just on, on the outskirts of the city and stuff like that and um you know you had your uh zach snyder uh guy who he uses all the time i can't remember what well, he's the he's the main guy the one that's in the truck and they're talking about yeah. something and i thought the dialogue was a wee bit colorful for that and i just mean that it was it was a bit more like they're trying to be clever but it didn't really need to be mm -hmm. um you didn't have the happy married couple then the big explosion um then them working out what's happening and it turns out there was this mutant zombie that they were transporting um which you then later find out kind of what it was about um and you know that zombie kills all the guys um he bites he kills all of them including the two main guys at that time time uh one of them extraordinarily violently like when he ripped his bottom half of the head yeah. off i was like oh you're you're going for it well done i've well got done. so many i've got so many notes through this where it is it's like there was so much like gore and like they like yeah. really went for it that being one and the, the thing that i found interesting especially with the opening was there was a lot and i'm i'm assuming it was definitely a choice the the juxta between the music and yeah. what's going on like you've got it's like singing like a happier kind of more upbeat version of Viva Viva Las Vegas while like yeah. people are getting ripped to shreds and stuff like that. I was going fucking mm -hmm. like it, and it was it was brutal. But what I did love about the opening that that Isla's just went into it's like the the zombie apocalypse has all begun because of a man getting a blowjob from his his <laughs> wife his yeah. wife in Vegas <laughs> just he was enjoying it too much, and then apocalypse ensues. Yeah, I mean, it's the falls of marriage. Um, uh, but um, yeah, like I found it, the first thing that caught me off guard was like, well, he bit all of the soldiers. So why is it only the main two that have come to life? And then you find out later on that they've come back as alphas. But I was like, all right, you, your opening is your opening. You want to you set the tone with it. And I think he set the tone lovely. Yeah. Then you get your Zack Snyder intro, and I love, I love the Zack Snyder intro, and I actually really liked this Zack Snyder intro because it showed the the fall of Vegas and how your sort of characters that were involved that. that become involved in the movie how they were all sort of set around vegas or around that area and how they sort of operated to get out of it and i yep. kind of i love that because that in itself could be your opening 15 minutes that itself could probably even be a film um yeah. but i love that zack snyder just takes three minutes to do what he's known for which is lovely slow motion cinematography panic and pain all around you've got the liberace impersonator singing the vegas <laughs> song um the only thing that really stood out to me in that were the bits 
bits where uh, Batista's character, Vanderhoe's character, and Maria's character were standing with a photograph, and it looked like yeah. it said. Yeah, I don't. I, it was it was almost as if they were kind of like advertising. Oh, we are just normal people. This is we we don't yeah. normally do this. Or I I didn't get that either. Um, I, I not even that I didn't get it. I thought it. I thought it. You would have had like a callback to it, or they would explain that, or, or they would get into it. Yeah. I don't. And the thing the thing that stood out about me again, I love the intro as well, and it kind of as you say, it 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 could set up. It might set up what the animated series is going to be. It might set up what what yeah. the prequel was. I don't know, but it was the. The very obviously we're getting into spoiler territory now. The yeah. very end of that bit where they they drop the last container bay, and I'm going, oh yeah. fuck, we've killed one of the main characters. I thought the woman that saved the child, she very much the, the, the way that opening kind of set up. I was like, oh, she'll be one of the main characters then. Yeah. And then obviously she got killed. And I was like, oh fuck, it's it's one, it's one of those films which it ends up definitely being because like again, heavy spoilers fucking nobody lives like it's, it's <laughs> the people the people well, I'm, no, the most but, uh, the most annoying character lives and i will get yeah. to i will get to the daughter in a while um uh but yeah no i i agree with you like it, it sets up the tone lovely because you know you see this woman and this girl and, they, and like within three minutes you see them developing this sort of friendship this kinship because well she's my savior and you know she obviously sort of kind of throws the kid away because she's then taken by the zombies in the middle of the the um uh what were they called again the container the container bay. And she just runs back to her instinctively and, you know, Batista and Maria are like, ah, and then the container falls and squishes them. And yeah. I was like, wow, you're you're truly, truly earning that 18 rating. And do you know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm glad when movies earn their 18 rating. Um, It's one of my main issues with Blumhouse horror movies is that if you're not going to make them stupid and gory I, I don't really see the point in doing it like there's yeah. no harm in loving final destination but final destination gives you those brutal horrific deaths and yeah. this i mean this um most certainly certainly delivers on that so you know that was always in his favor so mm -hmm. that ends and also it says in the credit in the credits that Zack snyder was the dop but it so he was the cinematographer and this is the first he's, he's he apparently he's been the dp for a short before but this is the first feature that he's been the dp for and i think that this really really suffered because he's there wasn't someone there to maybe argue with him yeah rain him in, maybe. yeah because it's it, as a director you do get final say in things but the reason you hire people to do this is because pardon moi sorry um is because they're there to say yes or no because, and I think that all through the movie, I wanted to see Vegas, I wanted to see the zombie army, and all I've got is close shots of the actors talking to each other, um, and the whole background is bloody, and it, it, it kind of, and like the thing is, is I can get bored of the scenery if there's no scenery there. Yeah. So anyway, um, after that happens, we cut to Scott and he's flipping burgers. Um, I don't know how that's happened um, because then the 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 the, the, what you, the quote unquote villain, Mister Tanaka, comes in and says that there's two hundred million dollars in a vault. I want you and a team of people to go in there and touches upon the fact that he saved the Secretary of State was awarded the Medal of Honor and now he's working a burger thing. Um, I thought that was weird. Um, it kind of does get talked about later on in the movie, so I'm just like right, fair enough. But I did think that was a little weird um 
Uh, but fair enough, you've set up your movie, there's $200 million there. Part of me where was thinking, no, this guy's clearly rich as fuck and he already got the money back from the insurance company. Yeah. Why did he want $150 million? But again, uh, this is it. This is it. It's, it's people, well, we, we find out the real reason, but that didn't, yeah. didn't seem strange to me. I'm going, the, the reason that rich people are rich are because they keep their money and they want as much as they can to themselves. So the, the thing I enjoyed about this opening, and again, there were parts like that where you're going, right, Batista's working in a... And he's a, a burger flipper essentially, but I'm going. Does that seem strange in America? America don't look after their trips, so does that? <laughs> that is that is also a good point. But yeah, I thought I thought they I thought they set it up really quickly, and because again with, with these kind of films, Army of the Dead, I'm going right. Cool, show me the zombies. Like mm-hmm. that. Like I want to have good characters, but show me the zombies. I want to see, especially with, with zombie movies, almost like. Not overdone, but like when you've got Walking Dead on like 10 series, that was a series that I used to watch religiously and then it got to a point where I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this now. Um, and you get a, a zombie movie every other couple of years. Mm-hmm. To me, I'm going, right, what are you going to do that's different? And I actually thought that Zack Snyder done quite quite well with the fact yeah. that he, he kind of addresses, oh yeah, you've got, you've got the normal kind of like zombies or walkers or whatever you're going to call them. But then you get the big boys, the alphas. And I thought, yeah, that's a really clever way of doing it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought, I thought the way that they, they set up the movie quick and they went right this is what we're doing and this is why we're doing it and then this was my my favorite point was all the different people they put together i thought the characters within the 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 heist group were fantastic especially for me was um was it peters peters the the helicopter pilot yeah peters Um, she her her dry attitude especially like when they were because i was I, i watched it with my dad and my dad was like it was like how they were going to split so out of the 200 million he was going to give them 50 million and then mm-hmm. batista and his right hand woman were they were going to take the majority of the money and then the money started getting lower and lower as he as he recruited and it was like oh you'll get uh, two hundred fifty thousand. you'll get blah 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 whereas she was very much like yeah i'll do it two million yeah of course i will yeah it's like you don't want to know anything about no no you want me to fly a helicopter? Yeah. Okay. Right. Cool. I'll come fly. And, a and that's a and that's a really good point because so I don't know if you know this, but see her part. It was uh, she was CGI'd into the movie. She was never on set. Fuck off! Actually, so the reason being is because she replaced an original comedian that was on that. They got accused of uh, sexual allegations. A comedian called Christelia, who uh, rose to fame uh, being Bieber's favorite comedian. He yep. was going to be. He was going to be Peter, so that is why. Um, that is why. Uh, whenever you hear them refer to her, it's never they never say her. They always say Peters, and it's Peter's always when the cat character is not talking on screen because they've then dubbed it. Um, which I'm not. I, I completely understand why they've done it. Uh, not yeah. at all. I really wish I hadn't known this. Um, because on the second viewing of it, when I found out about it, uh-huh. you then notice how instantly she has been CGI'd into it. Um, now, to be fair, that's all that again. It's it's kind of like the Superman mustache thing. Would I've actually mm-hmm. noticed it if it wasn't pointed out to me? Um, and it's one of those things that when you see it, you can't see it. And I think that's a bit unfair because obviously you would eventually notice something. But there were there, it, it, especially the opening shot with her. She's never in the same frame with them. And then when there's the big gathering, um, she's always on the side of the frame, and you can always tell by the edging. And then naturally, when they get into the mission, she goes off to the the to room. Thing. Everybody. Oh, that's so. so I'm. I'm. I'm now need to go back and watch that. I want to see all that kind of stuff. No, that's awesome. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I don't yeah, think. Exactly. It would, I don't think it would work with Chris Daly though. And it's not because I, he has a, a pervy perv. I. I'm not really a fan <laughs> of his. But I. I. Nah. 
Well, see, I, I don't really like him just because he laughs at his own jokes. Now, to be fair, I laugh at my own jokes, but I'm funny. I, no, that's that's not fair. I just um, he I, there's just something about him. He's very very energetic, and like as you said, so so that whole that whole segment where he's then going to everybody. Um, that whole that whole idea has been ruined by me by that Rick and Morty episode where it's like you son of a bitch I'm in um, and it's literally just that scene it's like Dave Batista you son of a bitch I'm in like without question but exactly. there, I thought that comedian uh, Tig uh, I can't remember her surname sorry but who plays Peters she could have played that scene so horribly it was like two on two million dollars you know I could do yeah, I'm doing like a several thing. Like, you know, I could do it with two million dollars I could buy like two million cheeseburgers man that's what I could do and it was just like <laughs> nah, do you know how fucking my life sucks do you know how much two million dollars would be brilliant fuck it I'm in but and I love that I love that yeah. reasoning because I'm going because people, you, you see all these stupid things on Facebook. It's like, oh, would you would you throw your, your best friend or would you punch your best friend in the face for five million? I'm going, fucking, obviously I fucking would. Yeah. I love my best friend, but five million, like I can buy him a new face if I hit him that hard. It's fine. <laughs> and it is, it is, it's like, with the, the way she's just like, yeah, my life sucks. Do you know how much fucking better it would be if it's yeah. two million? You, you might die. Yeah, but like, is it much worse than what I'm doing just now? I love yeah. that. I'm going, yeah, get us in. Yeah, and most of the characters' introductions are absolutely fine. I love Dieter, who's clearly the 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 whatever sexual he is, um, and just being energetic and flamboyant, and I absolutely loved it. And I think that that is a good way to do an LGBT character correctly. I'm all for representation, but I think the fact that he it was it was never talked about. He clearly yeah. had a thing Doesn't for get Exactly. I think that's the that is the proper way to do it. And I, I really, I really I thought that he was a bit cartoony at times, but at least he was consistent, which I really liked. Um he for, me, then, added, he, for, he for me added the levity that the, the, the movie needs. Yes. I think to, to me, I completely agree with you with the 18 rating where it does earn it well at the gore and, and things like that. But mm. to me, I'm going I've because I just went and watched Spiral. And I'm not a big fan of the Saw movies. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just saying, for me, I'm not into like gore for the sake of gore. Whereas in this, I'm going, right, they, they had a nice balance between yep. gore and then you had some nice character moments and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like to me, I thought he he added so many nice mo moments for me that made me laugh. And even, that, that even as, 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 as you say, it, it was quite cartoony, but even his screams when things were happening, I just, it, it, it made me laugh. Yeah. That's really funny. I mean, if it makes you laugh, it makes you laugh. And admittedly, I thought at times he did go a little bit over the top. But again, as I said, at least he was consistent and... Um, and that was the main thing. Um, the other characters introduced, like Vanderho, who's working in like like old therapy and people in the pool. Maria is yeah. just like, you know, I'll come with you. Um, they then get Guzman, which is probably which is one of my more favorite characters just because it's like, you know, how would you, how, you know, how would you like to earn 500 grand? I, I, I'll be like, who do I need to kill? And Batista goes, I love him. Like, I think, <laughs> yeah. I think that was really, really good. Um, but even and, the side characters as well, because I can't remember yeah. the, I'm, I'm trying to look at the the cast just now. His, his partner, Chambers, was played by Samantha Wynn. Yeah, um, the, the, the other Latina woman in it was also really, really good. Like, she was just a badass... You when know. she got into it, like, so again, we'll, 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 at this point in the film, we've met all the characters, we're going into the zombie land, we find out the daughter's a pure pain in the ass, and she insists that she's got to come. Do you want so, to talk yeah. about her before we go? Yeah. 
So just so yeah, because that she is actually introduced and without talking about her, it makes no sense. I mean, she doesn't make any sense anyway. But yeah. we see that Scott's daughter um, is working at the camps that are apparently situated around the area of where they're holding the zombies, which I think is really, really fucking stupid. I don't I don't understand why that was there. Um, there was a thing on the news with Sean Spicer and it was the real Sean Spicer, former press secretary for uh, Donald Trump. Um, and they were talking about how the, the new thing is that they put a temperature gun to your head they're going to put you in the camps and I didn't know if that was a COVID thing or a Mexican immigration thing I'm not entirely sure but there's obviously that so we're introduced to Scott's daughter via flashback Scott's having a nightmare and it turns out and that was actually the most heartbreaking thing for me was Batista yeah. we the fact that he had to kill his wife and what I thought was brilliant and really played into why they pay some of the size because he had a gun he threw the gun away, alerted to the fact that she was there. She turns to him, and just the sheer size of him, it's like he's holding yeah. her back because he knows that he can break her. And literally, just as nicely as he can, put a knife in her head. And then Kate comes out the door, screams, Mom. And then we obviously find out that's a daughter. So the daughter is introduced at these camps as being a helper. Um, there's a there's the most important character on the planet called Gita. And I don't know why she's important, but basically, she's screaming that she needs to go into Vegas because there's this character called the coyote who can get people in and out of the out of the quarantine zone even though there's masses and masses of the the u.s army all around it and she's saying if i get five thousand dollars i can get me and my kids out of here she's adamant she wants to go in case like no 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 then creepy rapist mustache guy uh you know his <laughs> character he shows up and he's flaunt his temperature gun being like you know the first thing about infection is hysteria because they're acting hysterical yeah. gives them the blast of the temperature gun so we know the sort of boundaries of it uh then Gita shouts at Kate for making a drawing attention to themselves even though she's the one screaming about wanting to go in and I thought right okay I'll 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 I'll, I'll let that go so then as you said the characters are all introduced um easy peasy lemon squeezy I won't say the other thing because I'm not Japanese uh I thought that I, was I, very I, did, I did I did like that as well yeah, I thought that was very, very good. Uh, I thought that was fine. They introduced Martin, who's, uh, again, a very, very vague, boring name, but also very standout, who's going to be their escort, basically. Oh, um, Martin. I wrote down official guy cunt. Cause official guy cunt. I yeah. didn't, I didn't realise his name, but yeah, official guy cunt. Is that the same? That's, that's the same, same guy. The one that goes in is going to keep an eye on them and kind <laughs> of actually has a hidden agenda. I'm so shocked. So they get to they get to the oh sorry at this time they're told uh, the government is going to blow up the whole of Vegas within four days. Um, when they're going into it, they have uh, 32 hours, I believe, or something yeah, like that. Ten and a half. So the get in get out kind of job they meet at the borders um they meet kate there um kate's like i'll get you in uh but you need this person the coyote so the coyote's like uh she's french and brilliant and she's a i think her accent is is i think the She's a good actress, but the way that she says things, I thought, threw me off a little bit. But anyway, she's like, I can get you in and out, no bother about that. Kate, when she turns her... Oh, yeah, Kate and her dad have a fight, and we don't know what the fight's about. We assume it's because he killed the dad, uh, killed the mum, sorry. But the mum was a zombie, so there's clearly more to it. Kate's about to leave and sort of fuck off from there, but then she finds out that Gita has gone into the quarantine zone with two other people. The kids are left alone. For some reason, Kate needs to go, and Scott's like, no... I will go in and I will keep an eye on her and Kate's like, no, I don't like you so I'm going to disagree with you and everything. Yeah. I either come with you or I go in later where I will die and it's like, we'll die then. Like That was that was, <laughs> that was entirely my thoughts as well. I'm, I'm going, like, 
everything everything Batista said would go wrong went wrong, and I'm going. You don't have to be a fucking SAS trooper. You don't have to work for the FBI. You don't have to work for the CIA. You are a, like even the guy, even uh, mustache rapey man was saying you're a volunteer. I'm going. So you're not even here in an official capacity. Yeah. You've got yeah. no like, training. Don't get me wrong. She was fucking handy with a pistol. So I'm assuming I'm gonna get to that as well. I'm yeah. going to get to that as well. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but... <laughs> she was. She was my biggest problem with this. Whereas, and I and I understand it. It gives us. It gives us friction and tension. It gives us story and all that kind of stuff. But to me, I'm going. There's enough there without that. You don't. You didn't need that storyline. It gives us the emotional type. And I, and it was interesting you saying about the about when he kills the, the, the mum when she's a zombie I did write down would shooting her not be better than stabbing her but everything that you just said there made complete sense the fact that it was he, he maybe didn't want, like if you shoot especially with some of the, the scenes that we see later on if he shot her her face would probably implode it does make more sense with that kind of thing but I don't know just for me the, 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 the tension with the daughter was just an added on thing that I was going I don't know I, can't, I well, think I mean, it could have done better but I just it it wasn't the actress's fault. She's a, she's a great little no. actress in it and she does what she can with it. Um, but there wasn't any need for tension. It's You're going into a quarantine zombie world where there's thousands upon hundreds of thousands of undead. You need to get into a vault that's surrounded by the undead and you have a limited time to do this before they drop a, a nuclear bomb onto you. Um, you've got all your tension there. You didn't need that. So... Just before they go in, the coyotes like, I'll take his in, but we need one more person. A uh, uh, rapey mustache guy shows up, and we think that, oh, maybe I, I, I didn't, I actually didn't think what was going to happen to him. I thought, well, that's weird that she's bringing him. I said, okay. I was as soon as as soon as she says we're bringing that guy, I was like, he's going to be bait, like well, like, like Tom Hardy and uh, Mad Max. That's bait. Okay, that's good. That's actually, I mean, I just didn't have that thought made whatsoever um, because I was still getting over the trauma of the horrible scene between him and the daughter just there in front of everybody, like how embarrassing. Um, but I, so the coyote then lets them in uh, somehow uh, when there's loads of army officials around and apparently the army officials aren't aware of this, and but that's okay, that's fine. We're not aware of the, sh the chandelier tunnel that they took him through, like this lovely, yeah. lavish lit tunnel. Exactly. And I was like, fair enough, that's absolutely fine. So they're all talking about what they're going to encounter. And this really annoyed me because as soon as they came out, they set up something which I was like, I really want to see this. They go out and basically as soon as they go out, there's like a sea of undead, but they've been, they're all dead. And it's like, well, what happened here? And it's like, it's the heat. They basically all dried out. They didn't eat, they didn't drink or anything. But when the rain comes on, they all come back to life. And I was like, it Better fucking rain. Yeah. I want to see that happen so so badly. They didn't do that. This uh, is a, this is a thing that I was thinking with that as well. Like that never occurred to me. But there's so many things in this that are making me go, oh, maybe this is for the sequel, or maybe this is for the the animated. Yeah. Maybe this is, and I'm going right. Maybe that is something that they're going to. But even even when you bring that up, I'm going yeah, because they they've taken things from. I'm, I'm assuming I am Legend where it was they couldn't they couldn't venture out into the sun or they, they would like melt. Whereas in yeah. this, they're going, no, they're just dehydrated. They will come back and then don't talk about it again. It's frustrating. It's, it, was that was a really, it was a really cool thing that I'd never seen in any other kind of like zombie movies before. It would have been it would have been really cool. I was I was looking I was looking forward to it and they didn't. Um Guzman and his partner uh, they are taking selfies, everyone's sort of becoming acquainted with what's happened. Coyote says, then then there's a weird scene where Coyote's like, Can I have your gun to the weird rapey mustache man? Yeah. And I thought, well, this is a very weird scene. 
uh, but he's a pervert, that makes sense. She gets the gun off him, shoots him on the leg and says he is going to be our negotiation. Um, she shoots into the air and then what I thought was the alpha originally at first, but it's just a, a, like the original alpha that is, is just yeah. an alpha and the alpha female. Um, the female is a female zombie and she comes out um, the roaring that they do as well, I thought was very much like the Titans from Attack on Titan. I thought that was quite spot on. Um, but basically, they, they say uh, Coyote then gives some exposition about how they drag them to the Olympus. Uh, because in the opening, we saw the main zombie when he was taken uh, Las Vegas. He looks at the Olympus and I guess he saw something in the statue. So apparently the zombies take uh, victims to the Olympus where on a day-to-day -day basis, they will change one of them into the Alpha. Why is it day-to-day? -day? Well, because Gita's there and Gita's with two other people. That's the reason that that's there. But that's okay. That's fine. So they take away the soldier they embark on it and very cleverly she then says uh they've accepted this offering i'm not going to besmirch them by walking on the streets we go indoors and i thought that's that's fine that's a good explanation as to why you then go indoors because you could just walk straight to the Bly hotel or whatever it was and go there uh we then see main alpha zombie on top of this the fake statue of liberty looking down and i was yeah. like all right okay this is good so then they go into their first building and, uh, you know, the Guzman's partner's like, I don't like Martin. Martin's a bad guy. Uh, the Peter's the helicopter pilot. It's like, so obviously the safe guy is the most important guy, but after him, it's me, right? Because I'm the pilot, right? I'm more important than this guy, this guy. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, I do, I do like Peter's. They go into the first building and Guzman's partner's like, I don't trust Martin. You walk in front of me. And they're going through corridors and it would appear that the zombies there are hibernating. Now, this isn't something that's entirely new. Uh, the game Days Gone kind of touched on it, where they'll they'll they'll, they'll all be in one area hibernating yeah. during the day, uh, and that's absolutely fine. Uh, so they're all sort of standing, sleeping, and it does make sense because while I'm not up to, not, you know, I, I buy the idea that the brain will keep them alive and everything, but you know, every living organism needs to rest at some point. So that's that's cool. Um, Batista leads the way uh, through the zombies, putting uh, glow sticks down so they can, if anyone's behind them, can find them. Martin, who's second to last, cleverly throws one uh, glow stick another way to set off uh, Guzman's partner in the wrong way. I don't really know why that was done, given what we find out about Martin. Because Martin. he's official guy cunt. That's well, why yeah, he got he's his got name. The, he's got the sunglasses and everything to prove it. Um, <laughs> he throws one of the glow sticks another way, so Guzman's partner behind her, behind him, goes the wrong way, uh, ends up getting really in a tight spot. Some of them wake up, big fight ensues. Guzman's partner's like, I know it was him, I know it was him. Uh, they get to the main hall. Some of them are now woken up. There's a bit of a shootout. Everyone's like, where's Guzman's partner? Where's Guzman's partner? She comes flying out a window, knowing the official guy screwed her over. And she's perfectly conscious. She's alive for a good bit. There's only like four or five zombies on her, but none of them think to help her for whatever this, reason. This was my biggest issue with this film, yeah. was and this happens so many times. And yeah. the thing, and again, it's it's a good point and a bad point with me. So this whole kind of lead up to it, where it's you're seeing the zombies and the, the going through this like maze of hibernating zombies and things like that. This could have went an easy way where she was just like not damsel in distress, but she went the wrong way. She killed a good few, and then she inevitably died. When she came crashing through the window, I was like, yes, she's going to make it. She's fucking brilliant at what she does. And as you say, there was only a couple of zombies, and like none of them. Like I get this idea where it's like right if you're dead, we need to leave you kind of thing. But I'm going at this point, she 
they could have helped. The guy didn't even shoot. And for me, and it kind of leads into what happens the rest of the movie, I thought, I don't want to lose this character. This character is really, really good. And I want to learn more and see more of this person. But as the movie goes on, you just start the droplet flies. But I'm sh- there's like I'm, we'll get into it later on in the film. There's at least three or four different occasions where I'm like, why the fuck aren't you like help? Why aren't you doing anything? Why aren't you like like surely there's surely you're safer in numbers? Why the fuck would you let other people? I don't know. But yeah, as you as as you say, they've come out and she comes out and she gets. Um, she didn't even shout, like shout, he's a traitor. Well, thing, she didn't shout, Martin yeah. betrayed me. She didn't yeah. say Martin threw a ghost the other way. She just shouted, go, run, which I don't understand what she maybe like, she not think that people would think that, seeing a big crowd of zombies behind them. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, Guzman shoots the bullet, it shoots the gas tank, but boom, she's dead. And like at this point, I'm thinking, right, so it is going to be a sort of murder by numbers where one by one they'll get killed. There's not any deaths for like a good 40 minutes after this. Um, but that's absolutely fine. So while this is happening, um, Rapey Mustache Man is getting dragged by the Queen Zombie. They're all in this big empty swimming pool that's filled with like bones and shit and it's clearly where their den is. And there's a few alphas around and, mo- and you know the ones that they are because of the way that they move. All of a sudden there's this big screech and uh, Alpha Zombie from the opening, the King Zombie, uh, comes in with his cape and his stick. And uh, like, and you know, they've made vampire sexy, they've made werewolf sexy, and Zack Snyder is gonna make zombie sexy. I was hot as fuck watching yeah. those two zombies interact. He was, he, I mean, he did. It's the first zombie I'm pretty certain that I've seen had a six, but it was probably a fucking eight pack to be honest. Yes. Um, but that was another cool thing that I thought was like, I'm going, oh, I've got a note down here. It's just like Preggers question mark. I'm going if they if they made zombies fuck, and clearly he has. I, uh, well, well, yeah, because we find out later on that that was the case because they, they sort of, they don't kiss, but they sort of like put their faces together and then he puts the head to their to her tummy. And I actually didn't think they were going to do that because he did that in Dawn of the Dead and I thought he's not going to repeat himself. Mm. Um, but then he screams at Rapey Mustache Man and then uh, he gets bitten by him and thrown in and then we think he's basically eaten away from there. So they're one, guy, they're one person down... Um, they get to the casino and they find an old blueprint and it looks as if a team have tried to do this before and they failed about it. Martin pretends he doesn't know anything about it. At that point, um, at that point, I'm like, no, mate, you can fuck it. Like, he's clearly lying. Like, it's, yeah. uh, and again, it's like, I get, there, there is more to come from him and his storyline and stuff. But to me, I'm going like, I think it was too in your face where you're going, no, this guy is clearly. And for mm-hmm. somebody that, that, that you, you're going, right, We've seen in the past Batista's worked with this team before. I'm going, surely you should be more suspicious of this outsider. Yep. Like even, I know you've brought in people that you that you don't, but like and like um the YouTuber's harmless. Like we know what we're getting with him. He's just that he's going to be an idiot that's that's doing stuff for views and stuff like that. Like that's that's <laughs> fair enough. Whereas you're going, this guy has clearly got an agenda. And just again, for me, I don't know. I just I'm going like just turning your brain off and then there's like me you're, you're just brazenly turning a blind eye people in suits don't have to have rig- rigged six packs and don't have to have mil- military tactical training um i would be like this is clearly an accountant but he's he's more than an accountant uh he's clearly <laughs> there for something yeah. so at this point as well we're I've, I've missed two beats um vanderhoe and uh dieter uh uh saw guy and the safe cracker they mm-hmm. sort of have a romance going on and it's quite nice they're their back and forth is really good and i like that dynamic um, it was a really good relationship. At some point, uh, Martin has also said to Coyote, so you know this area pretty well, 
yeah, yeah what's it to you nothing probably something maybe fuck yourself um and <laughs> there's they have a conversation when the camera's not on them and i don't know what happens there so anyway they're in the casino they get to the blueprint and they're like do we you know what's happened here we don't know right uh the comedian uh um peters goes up to the roof to get the helicopter going so she's away from everybody she's working on the helicopter uh apparently it's illegal to fly in there but not illegal to fly out don't i don't understand how that is a thing but okay i'll let that go <laughs> um she's away doing that and she's basically communicated through walkie talkie and that's absolutely fine she's funny on her own that's good um they need to put on a generator. Uh, Martin says the generator on the third floor is the best one. So Scott and Scott's daughter Kate go up to do that. They have their why are my why am I mad at you moment. So yep. he's like, oh, the most logical thing was is that I killed your mother. It's not because you killed my mother. It's because you were never there for after. Now, one thing this film doesn't do well is I don't know how much time has changed from when the initial Between... happened to when this happened. Yeah. Um, because it seems as if there's years and years of hatred, but at the same time, I don't understand how on earth um, the zombies have been allowed to live in this area for so long without any sort of military interaction. But that's okay. So she says it was because you were never there after. He's like, no, I know. Um, every time I looked to you, I saw your mother. And then there's a cute little moment where he's like, when we get out of here, why don't we start a food truck? And that explains why Scott's flipping burgers. Yeah, it's sort exactly. of like his kind of punishment but in the same time it was a way for him to maybe sort of imagine what his life would be like if he had his daughter in his life which i thought was quite nice so he's talking about food trucks to get the generator on everything turns on so the lift down to the vault happens so when the vault goes down it's initially vanderhoel guzman and dieter there's a few zombies there uh tanaka has made them aware that there's some non-lethal deterrence on the way to the, to the, <laughs> the safe um dieter's this able was to find yeah. This was actually my favorite scene. I love yeah, this. Scene. It was it was a very good it was a very good scene. It was like the corridor scene that Zack Snyder loves doing, and it was a good corridor scene. Yeah. Um, because Dieter's able to find out where the pressure points are, but naturally, even if it's non-lethal, they don't want to take the risk. So um Vanderhoel goes up and gets a zombie. The zombie wants to eat Dieter, Dieter reacts, the zombie gets shot. Guzman goes, uh, sorry, Vanderhoel goes back up, gets another zombie, microwaves the zombie's hands hand. and throws it. And he just says, it's not me, it's the heat. Okay, I'll, that's, that's fine. I'm not bothered by that. Zombie goes for the non, uh, firstly, deterrent, which is uh, darts, um, gets shot, but no damage because he's a zombie. Second deterrent is machine gun fire, has his arm blown off, major damage, but still a zombie. Goes to the third one and he does you know, the death that everybody does squishes between two walls, but actually does the rare thing, which is show you what happens. Show you what happens that. after it. Yeah, that was fucking brutal. I was gutted as well because I was watching it, and um, like you could tell that there was the third was coming. And my, I was, yeah. going, I was like flamethrowers, guarantee it. It's going to be flamethrowers. It's going to be, it's going to be something fucking nuts. And then, as you say, you get the squish wall, and you're like, all right, cool. But it is the point where it opens, and you just like it's like this fucking accordion of guts yes. it's like it's fucking it's grotesque but it was really i don't know again it was just this idea like a lot a lot of gore goes on and a lot of disgusting thing that would normally turn me off but the tone of this film is more not light-hearted but like the music tones and then there's like wee jokes and as you say like uh, the relationship between the two guys is it's there's enough levity in this that makes me go nah this is fun it's, it's yeah i'm, and, I'm and enjoying watching this yeah, and I was enjoying the movie too. At this point, the movie's coasting on a good six, maybe even be a seven by the end of it, definitely. Now we have the side missions. So 
at that same time, all three of them are now down there. Dieter's at the vault. Dieter now needs to get into the vault, whatever Dieter needs to do. Up above, they've turned the TVs on, and the TV now introduces what all scripts think they need, which is a ticking clock. So yeah. it turns out the nuclear bomb has been pushed forward a day. So instead of one day, one hour and a half left, they have one hour and a half left. I believe there was a Trump joke there because they say the president's saying having a nuclear day on the 4th of July would be, quote, totally awesome. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. Um, it just sounds like something that he would say, but okay. So it was now- so bizarre hearing that in the new in the news yeah. bits where it was. It was like because there was two or three quotes that would be like totally awesome, and it would be the biggest bang that we could. And you go, yeah, you could imagine Trump speaking like that. And I don't know for me if that is what they're poking fun at. Yeah, fine, that that's hilarious. But I just like this idea where it's like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna launch a nuke in four days, and then in three days' time, they're like, yeah, that's not enough. We're gonna bring it forward an hour. So if you if you were planning on leaving today, unlucky, and it's just like, oh. But again, now yeah. that you're bringing up, yeah, that does sound like something Trump would do. Yeah, now the thing is as well is that the introduction of the fact that it's now 97 minutes, however long it is, is the fact that, okay, so we're, we're up in the ante, we're, we're, we're just past the halfway mark, things need to start rushing forward. Yeah. Um, no character tries to run at any point in this movie afterwards. Everyone is walking very laxadaisly afterwards, but I'll get to that in just a second. So at that same point, we see the Olympus uh, Hotel where all the zombies are, the Alpha Zombie Drag. We find out that Gita, the most important person on the planet, is alive. Thank goodness. Thank God for Gita. <laughs> and the two people that she went into the quarantine zone with, Alpha grabs one of them because I guess it's her day and we want to keep Gita alive and have a logical reason as to why. Um, so we know that Gita's alive. Um, the third thing that's happening is that Martin goes off with the coyote and uh, Martin's like, so bring me back to where that uh, female zombie was. Okay, yep. what are we going to do? She shoots a gun and attracts them out. He loads what I thought was a grenade into the gun. He shoots it. Turns out it's like a binder so that she gets caught and he's able to do what he wants with that. That was another brutal scene as well, what ends up happening yep. with that. Like, what is it? it's like, he ends up like beheading her with a girl. And it's, yeah, right. and it's like you can hear it and stuff and I'm going, that's like pretty fun. like and it did make sense like obviously we find out that that's the real reason he wanted was and it was it was clever as well where she's saying i thought you just said you needed a a, a vial of blood and he's like yeah. no this head is worth so much more than 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 uh, than you can believe kind of thing and to me there's always that the name of the movie army of the dead so I yeah the tv and i was like there you ah, go <laughs> you it. but yeah i thought it i thought it i thought it made it again it's it's obviously you're supposed to be frustrated at this type of character but for me i'm just going you know what's going to happen like you you think this is going to go fucking like you you know that there are smarter ones she showed you that smarter ones the fact that you can give give these zombies a sacrifice and they allow you to live tells you they have a fucking brain whereas he's like nah i'm I'm gonna take that i'm gonna take that brain and we'll just see like let's just fucking we're in vegas let's just roll the dice i'm like no you're a tit and that's a, that's, a, that's a line that should have been in this type of film. <laughs> so, yeah, so they, so, yeah, so she says it's going to be a vial of blood, but the, the lady zombie goes down. The, the zombie that's there that I thought was the alpha then starts running at him. For some reason, this guy can't land a headshot because that's all the zombie needs is a headshot, which I'm going to get into later on because that's important and it annoyed yeah. the fuck out of me. But anyway, so he goes down uh, from the kill to shoot him, the kill, and then she's saying, Oh, you're going to take a vial of blood? No, I'm going to cut the zombie's head off and take it, as you said, raise an arm of the dead she's like that wasn't the deal he's like 
fuck you, this is the deal now, and like, okay, cool. So they return to the hotel, they all go down to the safe. Uh, Batista is not walking with any kind of purpose from someone that's been told that he now has 18 minutes to get out of a, of a, a quarantine zombie area from a nuclear blast. And here's the thing, see, even if they had left then, they're probably still, anyway, I'll get to that. It's the Dark Knight Rises problem again. Um, uh, they say something, Dieter gets flustered, uh, loses his concentration, needs to start again. He's going to be half an hour. They say they've got 80 minutes. That means 50 minutes to load the money into the helicopter. Oh, I should also mention that when Batista goes down with Kate, they start securing the area. And the first time I saw this, and this is why I initially hated Kate more, is that I thought Kate was the reason that they all end up dying. Because he sends Kate up a ladder. They're talking about food trucks again. Very, very nice. And Kate puts a dead arm in the grave so that she's yeah. able to get out and I, 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 the first time I seen it I just that stuck in my head that that's how they're going to get in so I guess I kind of put the blame on her but then that's not the case but still very stupid so Kate's done that they're 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 waiting their half an hour uh nothing's happening um oh then when the when Tanaka finds out about the bomb and that everyone's doing it Tanaka's with government people uh, just like three government suits. Don't know what that's about, but anyway. So um, then there's this sort of slow motion montage bit where Dieter's able to open the safe. And again, they've got 50 minutes now to do it, but they're all happy standing around doing nothing. And Guzman, you know, flies out the money. And I'm like, you money. all know you've only got less than an hour. I don't know why the fuck you aren't running. <laughs> so while that's happening, Kate sneaks off. So sneak is uh, so Kate, knowing that they only got so much time, goes to find, again, Queen Gita herself. Because uh, yeah. it just needs to be done. Um and then they're loading all the money and there's a bit where uh, we see Coyote with the money counter and looking at the bag with the zombie's head and we see Scott holding 200 grand being like this is the most money I've ever held in my hand like this is this alone could do a lot to our life basically pockets it um they're about to leave and then Maria uh, is somehow mad at Scott for some reason because again you've got time when you've only got 40 minutes and a nuclear bomb and a zombie army on top of you you have time to argue about this now this at the time this movie was down to a five this part brought it back to a six because at that moment Kate presses the elevator sorry Maria presses the elevator and all of a sudden a zombie sorry I've jumped a bit I apologize um just before that bit, the king yeah. zombie hears the queen zombie's death cry, goes to find the body. There's that really, really horrible scene where he takes the body back to where all the zombies are and he goes into the womb. And then as soon as that happened, what you had said, I was like, zombie he pulls out a millennium baby uh, that's glowing blue um, and then doesn't turn blue. The zombie starts crying gives a big roar we see him and his zombie horse oh and he has a zombie tiger called valentine I haven't yeah, mentioned that i awesome. apologize they all go running to the bly hotel now because i guess the negotiation has been off so at that point uh maria and dave uh scott have their conversation about this was this, she... this was a point where like i i i'm assuming it's going to be something else that you're talking about that, that put it put it up a score for me i had an issue with this is like this love story is just out the fucking blue there's yep. been no no mention yeah. of that there's been no flirtation. There's been no even like wink at it at the start during the opening credits. And it's just, you're just adding this in. Why? It's like, don't get me wrong. What happens next? I was like, fucking hell. But I'm going, that would still be as impactful without you saying, yep. oh, I was maybe hoping we could. Uh, and it, as you say, you've got the ticking time bomb of the nuke coming within like, what, half an hour or something. And you're going to discuss this now? Yeah. Like, well, and 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 that was for me again. I've I've just wrote down like love story out the blue. I just didn't. There was no need for it, and I'm just going. It, it didn't add anything to an already yeah. quite fatty movie that you could have just you, you could have trimmed down. 
Yeah, because Scott was with Kate's mother, so I don't understand when this love story happened. Yeah. I don't understand what this relationship was because Kate was very happy. Uh, Scott was very happy with Kate's mother, so I don't know where Maria's getting off. But then the zombie army now running toward them. She presses the elevator as uh, she turns around. A zombie grabs her and breaks her neck by turning it around. And what they did then as well was have her collarbone like prick out of her neck. Yeah, you thought everything. Fucking hell that was brutal so batista goes mad kills all the zombies except from one who's an expert in parkour um <laughs> I, wrote choreo- I wrote the choreography was fucking bright he's just like dodging everything it was so good yeah exactly it was very tenant and uh he does a, <laughs> it does a spine buster onto the roof the physics don't make sense but that's fine so basically all the money they have loaded at that point they all start running dieter and vanderhoel decide to stick around though for some reason because they could get more money but the zombies are coming down uh the other guys again this is this is the point this is the point where i'm going like there is n- and i understand it's like every man from themselves and if everybody falls behind blah 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 but i'm going there's no camaraderie of let's go or come on we need to leave it or blah blah do you know what I mean it's like there has to be some sort of team ethics here where you're going right if I I need as many like look at how many zombies we're going up against we need as many people that can point a gun and shoot as we can and it was just like it was as if those two were like an afterthought yeah and I'm going but like you know how many people you've come in with and you know because it was a narrow corridor like as daft as this sounds like I know it's a very video game if you've got a narrow corridor it's a lot easier to shoot them I'm going, you could yeah. have just food and helped at least. And it just, that, that bit annoyed me where I'm going. And I think it was because those two were two of my favourite characters. Where I was going, yeah, they're probably going to Yeah, die. no, no, ex- exactly. And like, they're, they're landing headshot after headshot, which is absolutely yeah. fine. So the rest of the team go up the way that Kate secured. And even though the zombie arm is not there anymore, the gate's closed. Martin is on there first, though. He has a key. He locks them behind it and he goes, ha ha, you dumb people. I betrayed you twice. How could you have thought? How could you have not known? La da 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 da. Um, Kyoto's like, you bastard! How could you have? How could I have not seen this? Um, so they're like shooting zombies, but Vanderhoe and Dieter are sort of taking the main brunt of it because then King Zombie comes down. Now, King Zombie at this point decides to become Captain America and puts on a mask um, on his forehead. So I'm guessing to avoid headshots which is understandable. Now, at that point, you know, they're landing headshots one for one, but they can land a headshot on this guy, and body shots, for the most part, don't do anything. However, that's again, I'm, 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 as, I don't know if it's as, as me as a gamer, I'm going, shoot his knees, shoot him yeah. in the fucking legs, he's got a helmet, after you see it ping three times, go low. Uh, you can all hit headshots, shoot him in the mouth. You yeah, know? or the eye. <laughs> you know? if, you, if you can exactly. have five out of five headshots, I'm pretty certain you've got accuracy to go for that wee gap in between his two eyeballs. Precisely. So then all of a sudden, Vanderhoe's like, nah, man, we're doing this old school. So he takes off the helmet, Vanderhoe puts down the guns, shoot him in the head. There's no honour among zombies. It's not as if all the zombies are going to be there. Ah, you fucking cheated them. Like, <laughs> that's not going to happen. But Vanderhoe decides to fight the alpha zombie, gets his ass kicked. Now, the first time I saw this, I didn't see him get bitten. The second time where I watched it, he still doesn't get bitten, but there is a tiny bit where it goes off camera, and that's when Dieter hits the zombie with a fire extinguisher, which is a cutting thing in this movie um Dieter all of a sudden decides that he then needs to save Vanderhoe and throws him into the safe and tries to and it starts to throw the close the safe over but then puts himself on the outside and encloses it uh Dieter then unfortunately dies it's very sad because him and Vanderhoe were best friends see this is the thing as well though is I'm very much I don't know if it's like an MCU thing or if it's just a, a film thing in general see because I didn't see him die I'm like yeah. is he dead I know he's dead but I'm going is he dead I don't well, know he could why be an alpha. 
True. He could be an alpha. He could that's, be an alpha because it wasn't Sing Zombie. That's as good as dead, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. No, I figured that was dead. But, like, you know, the thing is that, like, it will come back later because at that point, I was... I'm 100% certain the Vanderhoe didn't get bitten at that point, but apparently got bitten out of it, but we'll come back to that. So uh, Coyote is buzzsawing through the wall. Now the zombies are coming for the guys. Uh, Martin goes out and I'm guessing is looking for a sort of an evac, even though it's illegal to fly in there. Oh, no, sorry, he's going up to the helicopter. Sorry, so he is. Yeah, he's uh, to, kill, to kill Peters and he take is. the helicopter, um, who's having massive troubles with the helicopter, by the way, and is sort of like exaggerating how well she's doing. Um, that... Valentine, the zombie tiger, finds a arm when he's found out that instead of the zombie head, it's the money counter. Um, the first initial attack from Valentine, the physics didn't make sense of it because he went flying around. But the rest of the fight, it got me thinking of the Revenant, and I thought this is what the Revenant should have been when that yeah. bear happened Leonardo DiCaprio. Big CGI animal, and you know, he's getting cut to fuck very um uh American Werewolf in London, uh, sorry, American Werewolf in London style, which they copied at the start of the movie. I didn't mention, but that's fine. Uh, and then all of a sudden they go for the coup de gras and the tiger just like he just starts no on his head and in his head becomes mashed potato i don't know how that happens oh it was so good because i was that is like for me that build up like the 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 tiger gets introduced at the very very start when you see them coming in yes and you get like wee glimpses and even the thing where when the the army are first going in to to meet the people in the in the safe room the tiger's kind of leading them and then just like chills and goes for like a nap on the taxi and i'm going that's so cool and you're just waiting for this moment and as you said like yeah the physics was ridiculous but i'm because i thought that myself i'm going like even like zombies, like the alpha zombie, I'm going like you're now like superhuman strength. I don't know how that works in terms of zombies, but I'm I'm assuming that's the same for tigers in the sense of if he whips his head round, he can launch you. Yeah. But yeah. Like like it's it's a common thing. Zombies are just stronger, so that when they grab hold of you, you're not getting let go because they yeah. you know for the most part they couldn't run. So if they got hold of you, you're fucked. Um, you had to give them something. But yeah, so he, so Martin, Martin, the the spectacle guy, come he dies, and um, then Scott and that buzz off through the room, uh, through the room, go to the main floor. At this point as well, we see Kate who's snuck off and she's going to go find Gita. She's hiding in car. She's hiding in this. She then goes to the Olympus to try and find Gita. Batista. By this point, I think it's just Batista, Guzman, and Coyote that are still alive on the floor. There, they have probably my favorite scene in the movie, which is when they're on the mess hall of the casino yeah, and the zombies awesome. are flying in and they're just sort of taken by left for dead style. Um, it really threw me when clear. I think I think what it actually was is that there was an alpha zombie there that gets shot in the head, but it made it look like it was a robot zombie. I don't know. This was that right? So I think we've missed a small part that I think, and it's I've not even got a note down for it, but it was near the end of the film I got it. When they were in the safe room before mm-hmm. they got into the actual safe and the trap doors, there's a bit where, um, oh, what's his name? The saw guy's name. Vanderhoe. There's a bit where Vanderhoe talks about look at the people. There was already a team that were down there, and he goes, yes. look at them. They look very similar to us. But see, looking back, I've seen photos on Twitter. They're fucking identical. And there's one yeah. where it was like the chain's got the key on the necklace. It's got the same like handkerchief thing that, that Batista's got around his neck. So there was a point at the end of this where like some of the zombies are getting shot and there's like blue sparks or speckles or whatever it is that are coming out. And I'm going, is this a fucking, is this, is this going to end up being like some sort of like fucking cabin in the woods? Like, I don't know, like some sort of trial thing. Whereas I'm going, and, and I, there was a point where I went, no, this is it. This is what this is. This is like a fucking, 
some sort of like a uh, black mirror reliving this over and over again being punished for being i don't know a fucking serial murderer or something like that like i don't know there was stuff in this where i'm going it was as you say it was a point where you thought why is he just shot a fucking robot there was that the, yeah because that took me away and you know what i completely forgot about that part and like literally i think that was just the screenwriters being a bit wanky because you're, yeah. you're completely right i didn't notice it the first time round, but the second time they cut to necklaces and chains that they all have yeah and I don't know if the bodies were actually there or they were just trying to be artistic because then he just blows up the safe and they're able to get into it. Mm -hmm. um, but that was a wee bit weird. And then Guzman, um, you know, just finally is overcome by zombies and some, and like they've, they've echoed his death with his partner's death where he's got a gas tank on his thing, pulls grenades, blows up, takes a good few zombies out of them. By this point, it's just Scott and the coyote. Uh, they're going up to the, the helicopter now and uh, she's still trying to work on it. It's got uh, like one last little thing to do. They've got nine minutes left because they say they have nine minutes left before a nuclear bomb happens. But the king zombie follows them up. Coyote has the queen zombie's head in the bag. She takes it and puts a, a gun to it, basically saying, I'm going to blow your head off. Well, more off. And I was like, ha ha ha. Yeah, funny. Um, he did says go you need to get out of here and i'm like why does she give a fuck about scott like surely yeah. she's just saying, scott you hold the head i wouldn't live i think it's but, this daft thing that kept coming up where she's like oh I, I don't i don't like leaving people behind but sometimes you know i just have to so this is her having a heroic moment where she's like yeah i'm not leaving you behind this time blah 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 but i did like point. the fact that i did like the fact that she like when she gets steel rodded to the wall and it was just that's so simple just dropping the queen's head and it just like it, it smashes like a baked potato I was going to say, like, a fucking big sweet potato indeed. And but this is, the, the this, is, this is another point, though, that I'm going, is this teasing a sequel? Is this something that will maybe get... So when he's... After she, she drops the head, he kind of goes up to her and I'm going, so she's going to be the new queen then? He's going to bite her and she'll be the new queen and then he'll have a win with her? Or so, I don't know, but this is what I'm saying. There was so many angles that they kind of... I don't know if they meant to leave it for like sequels or meant to leave it for other films or something, but I'm going, mm -hmm. you've added so much more into this, whereas there's, and it's very similar to how I felt about the the, the Snyder Cut uh, Justice League, where I'm going, you've concentrated on things I don't give a fuck about. Talk about the things that you're just adding in that, that have added, added these extra four hours onto this film that mm -hmm. interest me more. Do that, but you'll <clears> not get that now. And I'm, I'll be interested to see what they do going forward with this. No, I totally agree. And you're right. Like, I was expecting him to rip her off of the pole because she's yeah. impaled on the wall and that yeah. didn't happen. So, naturally, that's a good point. So, Scott and the comedian are um, in the helicopter and it's like, we need to go get Kate. She's at the Olympus. Uh, well, we've only got nine minutes. It's like, well, then I'll need to be fast. And it's like, mm, I won't be very fast. Um, <laughs> so, she lands on the top of the Olympus. She goes down. Um, Kate has got Gita's found Gita and the other friends, uh, I think her name is Sadie or something like that. And they're walking away, but you know, as if on cue, creepy mustache pedo zombie this time uh shows up and he wants to be a bit more creepy, but you know, mustache zombie just before it. So him, Gita, and Sadie turn a corner, Sadie gets killed, and then he immediately dies. Um, you know, almost immediately, um, just for a little bit of attention. They're then trying to get through up to the roof, um, but the door is being blocked, and then they turn to see King Zombie. Uh, King Zombie decided to be a real badass and command his zombie army to go zombies. over them. 
Uh, Kay is an absolute marksman all of a sudden and he lands headshot after headshot after headshot. Yep. Shoots the bat, shoots Mad King Zombie twice in the forehead and the gun that doesn't run out of bullets, uh, but doesn't shoot them in the eye, so fair enough. Uh, Mad King Zombie starts running uh, and then Batista's sworn villain, a bed, um, that is blocking uh, the door. <laughs> my, dad, my dad shouted the exact same thing. He's like, it was a fucking mattress. You're Batista. And I was howling at that. I was going, yeah, that's a really good summation. That, that, well done. Yeah, because we needed that. We just needed a little bit of extra tension. Could have just opened the door and be like, Down. Um, no, he had to throw a bed um, and come through the door and has a mini grenade launcher all of a sudden, which he's not been using. Uh, fires it and we think that the mad zombie is there because he gets blown away but doesn't so him, Gita and Kate go up to the helicopter but the helicopter is missing it's like she left us, she left us man oh my god and even though oh by the way I thought this was weird see when they leave the Bly Hotel to get to the, the Olympus the zombies get there before them now I know that zombies are fast and I know that horses are fast but I don't think they're faster than a helicopter again another um, point Stephen picked up on he's going how the fuck is a horse get faster yep. than a helicopter and I was going oh maybe they and I was going to say something <laughs> like, maybe they had a direct route but I'm going it's a fucking helicopter it can fly like it's not going to be yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> hi <laughs> I was like cut, cut, cut of dark clouds I'm going to get in by the way but yeah I kept that's, my mouth shut at that point until no, I no, but that, that's, and that's can relive the stupidity yeah, exactly. So that's absolutely fine. Then all of a sudden, even though they're on top of a building and the helicopter was key, was you know was near them, they don't hear the helicopter. But the helicopter shows up. It's like I couldn't leave you. I've learned something. Great. So <laughs> uh, Scott gets Kate and Gita onto it. Uh, Gita, Queen Gita, my queen. Uh, they get on, and then all of a sudden, parkour zombie king shows up. He's not dead. And the very Captain America Civil War, where I thought he was going to grab onto the building in the helicopter. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I was yeah, kind yeah. of hoping that that did happen but it didn't he parkours onto it and um you know the helicopter falls they're trying to get around now scott shoots him a very good amount of times with the gun uh he, he still has that he doesn't have the helmet on but somehow keeps missing the headshot don't know what it is but it would, it would appear that this guy's been shot multiple times the zombie that is yeah. uh the zombie ends up then getting the pilot shot because we needed more tension it's not the fact that there's oh yeah and at this point she she wipes away the blood no, and that's a beautiful shot when they see the happening, and I thought, yeah. oh, that's good. That's really good. Um, the, 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 the zombie nearly falls off, but doesn't, even though the helicopter does a 180. The gun, who's not holding on to anything, is able to sit on the edge of the helicopter perfectly. I mean, she's a good pilot, Andrew. She's a brilliant <laughs> pilot. She's the best pilot, even when shot. Um, and then the bomb hits. This throws the zombie off. Scott's arm is broken. Scott's able to grab the gun and with one bullet to the head shoots him. And I'm like, what? One? One bullet? One bullet for King Zombie? Right, okay. Um, he didn't have his super special helmet on, so yeah, one didn't bullet. Have, he didn't have Captain America's helmet on, of course. <laughs> so the bomb catches up to them because it's a nuclear bomb and they had seconds to get away from it. Um, I'm not going to talk about the fact that the sheer force and heat of the air that was hitting them would melt the helicopter, but oh, that's we'll, fine. We'll, we'll get to that point later as well. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they fucking Indiana Jones Ford it much, and I hated that bit at the yeah. end of it. We're nearly there. Um, so the helicopter crashes. Uh, Kate gets up and doesn't give a fuck about Gita dying. So <laughs> it turns out Queen Gita and her entire motivation. Yes, is that the entire plot of the film? We've not got any money. I've, I've, I've got 20 quid in my pocket. You can have that. <laughs> uh, and fucking Gita's Darryl. dead. <laughs> Aye, but that's it. I'm like, so we've, we've all died. 
For fuck all. Yeah. Basically, he, him and him and uh, Kim and Kate have a heartful moment where he's like, "I've got it." Lobster rolls, Scots lobster rolls. Okay, there's a lovely moment where there, there's a lovely sunset. The bite is oh, he's been bitten on the helicopter. I might add. So yeah. we're talking minutes that he's been bitten, and then he dies and he becomes a zombie, and uh, he gets shot in the head. And she acts a little heart out, and it's brilliant. Wow. I thought she'd be more sad about Gita, but you know who's who's, who's <laughs> you know what's a Gita in the in the long realm of things. Um, so the movie goes away, and um, I thought, right, it's, it started with the Cranberry song "Zombie," which I thought was going to make an appearance, and I thought that's a nice way to end it. That's absolutely fine. Um, it's still a five out of ten for me, just because of all because the, the really annoying thing about me was the nuclear bomb. But then. Yeah. Then it cuts back down to ground zero and all of a sudden someone bursts through a metal door with loads of bags and it's Van der Ho and he's alive. He didn't suffocate in the ball. He's not suffocating from all the radiation that's around him and would be there for years after the fact. Um, the sheer, you know, he's got loads of money and he, and he emerges triumphantly. So fair enough, you've done that. you set up your sequel. No, no, no. Now he's going to go to an airport the next day. Okay. That's fine. I want to buy a plane. You can't buy a plane. Here is money. You can now buy a plane. Did you not think I had money beforehand? Do you think I just walked in here? Right, okay. Um, he's on He's on it, and he gets a meal prepared for him by Chef Gordon Ramsay with a lovely lobster tail. Uh, terrible accent, but anyway, there's two hot waitresses on there. He's like, have a toast to me. Let's quote some James Campbell. Oh, I don't feel so well. Now, in the fight with King Zombie, he was scratched in the face, and that would have been sufficient for me. That would have been fine. Yeah, Those- yeah, 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 I would agree with that. Yeah, he goes to the toilet. Oh, he's got, he's been bitten in the arm, which he's been able to hide with in a sleeveless shirt. I don't know how he's been able to do that. Um, and a scarf like, on. Oh, shut up. Um, <laughs> why have you got your scarf in your arm? It goes around your neck, you idiot. What? I have money. I want to buy a plane. Uh, he, looks in the, he looks in the mirror and he says, fuck, and then we fade to black. Yeah. And um, yeah, and clearly, I've now looked into what you've said there. They have sequels and prequels and an animated series based on this, and the new Snyderverse has begun, it would appear. Um, so that's the movie, and like I said, I've watched it twice. I enjoyed watching it. I, I can see myself in a couple of years watching it again, to be honest with you, just so I can remember why I gave it a 5 out of 10. And I'm kind of happy with it. I'm glad, and that was pro- that's one of the best breakdowns I've ever had. I'm not, I'm, I'm still trying to get to grips with breaking down movies on this and how it goes. But you, like you're, and I said this to you when we were shooting, your memory is fucking impeccable. Like you're rhyming off names and scenes and stuff, and I've, I've got like fucking four pages of notes, and there's still stuff where I'm going, oh yeah, that happened. Oh yeah, that's his <laughs> name. Oh yeah, they did that. Um, but yeah, honestly, I, I cannot thank you enough for coming on. You are. I am in awe of you and your movie knowledge. Um, sadly, we're going to need to wrap this one up. I was going to say, yeah, I know you said only an hour and it's now 19 I know. minutes. That's fine. No, it doesn't bother <laughs> me. It's, it's, it'll be an easy edit. Um, but yeah, 100%, if you're up for it, I hope you are. I'll get you back on. We'll do any kind of film you want. Um, I really think we need to have this discussion about the Guardians of the Galaxy, though. So that Any might... goddamn day, I'll go through the whole MCU with you because I nearly oh, went through it one time. But definitely, I, I like. I would like to do a breakdown of why I like Guardians of Volume Two more than Volume One for sure. That would be that would be a lovely 
discussion to have with you. And yes, uh, thank you very much for having me on your platform. It's been an absolute pleasure. I can talk about movies all day. I like talking about movies with people that know what they're talking about. You clearly do. Uh, oh, as much as you're involved uh, uh, well, I mean, you've been making me blush the whole time. Uh, it's only <laughs> fair for you one comment. Uh, but uh, yes, I let's do this again one time. Thank you for having 100%. me. And I can't wait to listen to it again uh, because I'm a, a slave for punishment. <laughs> <laughs> right, before we go, um, oh, yeah. do you want to tell the lovely people what we have coming up for them? Well, yeah. So, I mean, the male, I mean, like, not that Andrew would have discovered me eventually uh, because I'm just that fantastic of a person, yeah, but yeah. me and Andrew have come together because um, I did cast him in uh, uh, my production company's uh, first uh, online pilot, uh, an original pilot that I've written called Lads. Uh, Renee is one of the leading titular lads in the series. Um, as of today, we have now received uh, a cut of it. Uh, first cut of it uh we've still got a little bit of work to do uh we've got people in the wings waiting to go and make it all nice and fancy and we should be uh, well when i say we straight productions will be debuting that uh, uh we're aiming for the end of june uh but i'm just going to say summer 2021 because that has a nice ring to it summer 2021 yeah. i'm sure that andrew also will be sharing it as well we want as many people to see we can i want to see i want well, basically like i want to share it not just because it's my own work but i want to share it because of i'm you know how immensely proud i am of the people that worked on it yourself included um you know there is no there is no i in team uh and there is no lads without the main characters and you're but there is an i in meat pie or something like yeah. that. Isn't that now going to meet his team? I don't know. Keep your own granddad. <laughs> that's, another, that's another film we need to talk about because we both that, well, that, well, I said it was my, my car's my second favourite comedy yeah. movie of all time one of them is my number one comedy oh, movie of all time uh, but definitely but yes um, it will be out summer 2021 I can't wait for you to see Andrew in the flesh this time because I know you can only hear his sexy voice at the time but him <laughs> on camera is a tour de force and an absolute pleasure to work with and thank you for letting me plug that nicely I will let you wrap up and yeah. thank you very much again for having me no thank you for coming on and seriously people like i i'm not just saying this to blow smoke because i'm in it and because Isla wrote it and directed it this is something special it's probably the most fun i've had working on a project and i can't for me i can't wait to see it just because i know what i did and i've got an idea of what the other people in the cast were doing and on the days that i, w- I wasn't shooting but yeah 100 i'll be sharing it on this i'll be sharing it on my own socials and all that kind of stuff so definitely keep your eyes Peeled for Stray Productions, summer 2021, lads, is coming. And trust me, it is something you definitely want to see. Um, Arla, one more time, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I will definitely be having you back on. Your knowledge is vast, and I learned so much. And definitely, if you can, send me a photo, because I, I want the listeners on, the, uh, on my socials to see your your wall of movies because it impresses me beyond belief so i'm assuming it'll be the same for, for other people as well um guys if you want to follow the podcast we are at with mates pod on twitter and at with mates podcast on instagram and facebook um you can find us on spotify apple podcasts if you're listening on apple leave a five-star review it helps the algorithm gets us up the charts more people listening and all that jazz next week we will be looking at the prime movie palm springs it's comedy starring um andy sandberg that's the man himself and the mother from How I Met Your Mother. Apparently, it's really good. Yes. I can't wait to, to watch it. Yes. yes, I've seen it. I'm not on that podcast, but I can say that it is a very good watch and I will be listening to hear your thoughts on it next week. Oh, nice. But yeah, that's coming next week. That should be next Friday. This hopefully be up Sunday night, Monday morning, either way. Um, until next week, thank you very much for listening. Let us on the minge. Mm-hmm.